The following shiur has been delivered by Diane Yosef Greenwald, Diane at the Betavad. For more information or shiurim, please visit vshc.org or call 1-844-200-TSHC. That's 1-844-200-8742. This year being Shnata uh, Shemitah, this year being the seventh year of Shemitah, it's a very special year, a holy year, a year of Kiddushah, a year of Bitachon, a year of being connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So us B'nai Chutzlads don't have so much the opportunity to be Mikayem, the mitzvot of Shemitah. Maybe we have a chance to financially support those heroes that keep Shemitah. But um, if we don't have the chance to be Mikayem, the mitzvot of Shemitah, on a practical level, at least we should delve into it. In this week's parasha, Parashat Mishpatim, what's interesting is, is that if you would ask the average person on the street, where are the mitzvot of Shemitah, he would tell you the beginning of Parashat Bahar in Sefer Vayikra. And that's because the Isurim of working, forbidden work, what's allowed to be done, what's not allowed to be done, the, uh, the halachot of, of harvesting the, uh, the, the, the produce, and so on and so forth, all that is in Parashat Bahar. There is, however, a pasuk in Parashat Mishpatim. It's a lesser-known pasuk because the beginning of Parashat Mishpatim is very popular because that's all the uh, dinim of uh, financial law. And the end of the parasha is uh, in, in the, the end, the finale of Mahmad HaSinai. In between, however, in Perk Gimel, there are uh, several mitzvot that are not so lesser well-known because they're they sort of slip under the radar track. So one of those psukim, which is in Pasuk Yud Aleph, says like this. The Pasuk starts in Pasuk Yud. Six years you can plow your land, you can plant your land and gather the produce. In the seventh year, you should abandon the field and you should leave it fallow. The produce of the field can be eaten, shall be eaten, by the poor, Vietram, what's left over after the people have eaten their fill, Tochal Chayatasada should be eaten by the animals, the wild animals, the wild beasts of the field. Kem Taasela Lezetecha, it should be done to all different parts of agriculture. This mitzvah is not the mitzvah of not working on the land, it's the mitzvah of being mafkir, the produce of the land. That means like this. Vegetables, wheat, barley, so on and so forth, is not going to grow unless we plant it. True, there is a certain amount that grows by itself from seeds that uh, that was spread around by animals. Stuff that grows by itself, despite not having uh, been planted, means that the stuff is kosher. But Chazal didn't want anybody to be tempted to plant the field, so they gave it an isur, that you're not, the stuff that from the seventh year that planted by itself, so to speak, don't eat it. Because if no produce in the seventh year is used, nobody, Khalila is going to be tempted to actually plant. However, what about things that grow on the tree? Fruits that grow on a tree, if a tree is more than a few years old, grow automatically. Apples grow every year on a tree. If you don't take care of the tree, you don't water, you don't fertilize, you don't prune, so on and so forth, the apples this year won't be that good. True, but they are apples. You know what is very relevant? Uh, etrogim. The pardesim of Eretz Yisrael are rendered hefker, 
the produce. It's actually not in the seventh year. It's in the eighth year because the produce of the seventh year is right after Rosh Hashanah is uh, going into the beginning of the eighth year. That's when you have the etrogim of Kedushat Shvi'it. The beginning of Shemitah, which is this past September, the produce was produce which grew mostly the end of the sixth year. A discussion on how to define what year something grows is beyond the subject of the shiur. It's a fascinating discussion. But in any case, the fields have to be left uh, unattended for. And the perot are hefker. They're ownerless. Similar to the concept, you have to get rid of your chavits, you have to leave it out, you have to be mevatel, the chametz. According to many Rishonim, this concept is hefker. Not more, not less. Just leaving it. Uh, it's like taking something out, putting it in the street, and allowing anybody to take it. It's ownerless. That's what has to be done with the perot of Eretz Yisrael. So on a practical level, since you have to be mafkir the perot, it says only you have to be mafkir the perot, you don't have to be mafkir the land. It doesn't mean that land in Eretz Yisrael, if I own a hundred acres of land in Eretz Yisrael, huge fields, rolling orchards, the land itself, I'm, I'm, I'm allowed to keep out trespassers. What I'm not allowed to do is I'm not allowed to hold on to the produce. Now, of course, if I want to get around the law, so what I would do is I'd put a big barbed wire fence around and I'm, I'm locking you not away from the apples. No, I'd let you take the apples. I'm locking you out of the land. So the halakha says you have to allow, you, you're allowed to lock the field. You don't have to let people trespass on your Rishut 24-6. Shabbat, we don't pick, uh, pick apples. What you have to do is you have to give access. You could put a fence around in order that there shouldn't be trespassers inconveniencing, inconveniencing your privacy, your lifestyle. You have to leave a sign that the key is available at request. And then they can go out, they can pick themselves a bushel of apples, they're not allowed to traipse around the field, they're not allowed to trespass, they're not allowed to uh, do any recreational activities on my field. I have to let them in. They come, they fill a basket with fruit, enough for the week, whatever it is, they go home, they make apple pie. That's... That's what the halakha says. What we do have as to the nature of this Isur is a fascinating discussion between two great figures in Sephardic Jewry of 500 years ago. None other than Maran Bet Yosef with his great colleague in the Beddin of Tzvat, the Mabit. The Mabit was from the classic Sephardic Gedolim who settled in Tzvat along with the uh, Darya Kadosh and the author of Sefer Charedim, and other great men, the Al-Sheikh, Reb Chaim Vital, other Malachei Alekim of, of uh, the mid-1500s. And the Mabit and the Bet Yosef, many of the issues of proper Shemitah observance was carried on extensively in correspondence between the two of them, because it, historically, there hadn't been really any real ag- Jewish agriculture in the soil of Eretz Yisrael, for at least a thousand years before that. So the proper observance of Shemitah was very clouded in, uh, there were a lot of Svekot. There was no tradition exactly how to, how and what and what to do for Shemitah. A lot of the observance on a practical level had to be established. And they had several wide-ranging disagreements. One of the disagreements that the Bet Yosef and the Mabit had was to the nature of this mitzvah of rendering the produce of Eretz Yisrael ownerless. It's like this. The Bet Yosef understands that the produce of the field, what grows in uh, Eretz Yisrael during Shemitah, is not ownerless automatically. It has to be, there's a mitzvah for the owner to be mafkir. 
There's nothing inherently different about the produce of Eretz Yisrael during Shemitah. You're the same way you're commanded not to work the land, not to plant, not to plow, not to reap, not to water, not to use pesticides to weed, etc., etc. You're also commanded to be mafkir, to render ownerly, to declare ownerless the produce of the field. The Mabit said no. The Mabit said that is an automatic. As soon as the stuff sprouts, it's ownerless. It's an automatic. It's automatically the produce of 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 uh, Shvit, of Shemitah is different than uh, than produce of a regular year. There's something interesting that's a result of that according to the Bet Yosef. According to the Bet Yosef, let's say somebody uh does not render his field ownerless. So he's Mevatel Mitzvah Semidoraita, he didn't do the process of rendering it, of declaring it hefker. So he's uh he's Mevatel that mitzvah semidoraita, but there's something else also. Since the produce is not by itself different, it's mechuyav like in every other year, trumotu masrot, all the different uh, types that have to be taken over to give to the coin, to give to the levy and so on. All that is true also with the produce. The apples that grow in the field will also have the sur of being eaten because trumotu masrot were not taken off. According to the Mabit, that can't be true because ownerless produce does not have uh, of There's no isur to eat untithed fruit, uh, from the ground if it's, if it came from an ownerless field. It's only Jewish ownership that, that renders that chiyuv. That being said, it stands to reason that if the field is ownerless by definition, because it's shemitah, then it's not mukhuyav and They make, they cheshman this out themselves. Now there's there's a different machloket, which is even more relevant lahalacha, and that is the produce of the ground, which is um, the produce of the ground, which is comes from a non-Jewish field. Another famous machloket is that the Bet Yosef understood. This is a sugya which has many implications, uh, in various places in the uh, in the Gemara. Uh, there's a concept called Yesh Kinyan Biyad Akum, a Goy. A non-Jew can own a field in Eretz Yisrael with the power to remove, so to speak, from that field the imperative of Kiddushat Mitzvot HaTluyot Ba'aretz. The produce of that field will not be Mechuyav and Trumotu Masrot. That being said, the produce from a non-Jewish field, which is very relevant to because we're talking about, since you can't plant, where does a lot of the stuff come from during Shemitah? It comes from non-Jewish-owned fields. It comes from Arabs. If it comes from Arabs, the question is whether you have to treat it with all the different halachot of how to treat uh, uh, stuff that grows that has Kedushat Shemitah, which we're not going to discuss in this year, but you have to dispose of it respectfully, and you have to deal with it properly. There's all sorts of halachot, how you buy it, how you use it, how you dispose of it. Whole complicated thing. Going to Eretz Yisrael during the year of Shemitah is not simple at all. You have to know the halachot. Like everything else in life, you have to know the halachot. So, the Bet Yosef holds that for vegetables... Um, you know, if you want to eat salad this year, Israeli salad, you're going to have to get it in Eretz Yisrael from non-Jewish stuff. Um, otherwise, it's it's coming from produce which was worked on, the fields were worked on, uh, you can't eat this stuff. We, 
this very except la halacha. It's not so simple that fields that were worked on, the produce of the field is uh, sasur. Certainly, what was planted during shemitah in alarid. Um, so it's non-Jewish produce that comes up in your regular uh, good heksher fruit store, vegetable store in Yerushalayim or wherever. Um, the Bet Yosef holds that stuff does not have Kiddushat Shvi'it. The Mabit holds that it does. And the understanding of it, even though it's based on different sugyot, is really conceptually based on the same idea that we just said. According to the Mabit, the produce of Eretz Yisrael during Shemitah is inherently different. It's automatically ownerless. It's automatically different. It doesn't depend on who owns it. The produce itself, the ground itself produces fruit that's imbued with Kedushat Shvi'it. It's ownerless, and it has the sanctity, the Kedusha of Perot Shvi'it. The Bet Yosef holds as a process here that the people who live in Eretzvah, who own the land in Eretzvah, are mechuyav, A, to uh, render ownerless, to be mafkir, the produce of their fields. B, even if it grows in a non-Jewish field, obviously the owner of the field is not mechuyav to do anything. A goy is not mechuyav to be mafkir his field. But the produce, at the very least, has kiddushat shvi'it. And uh, you have to treat it accordingly. Bezat Hashem, we should be zocher this year already to be mekayim all these halachot, of course on Jewish owned land. We should be zocher to see the redeeming of Eretz Yisrael and the celebration of trust and our devotion to Hagadosh Baruch Hu that's inherent in the mitzvah of Shemitah should be returned to us. We should be zocher that all of Cloud Yisrael should be zocher to eat the perot of Eretz Yisrael bikidusha ubetara. This audio series has been brought to you by the Sephardic Halakha Center. The center is committed to advancing research and application of halakha in the Sephardic community nationwide. For a halakha consultation, monetary bedin services, to order this series or to sign up to receive the Sephardic Halakha Journal, or for all other information, please call one 844 200 TSHC or email info at the to subscribe.